Hey girl, and welcome to the L Potential Podcast. If you've got big dreams but don't know where to start, then this is your cue to keep listening. You've got this inner voice inside of you that is telling you that you are meant for so much more. And you're not wrong. There are 7.8 billion people in the world, and you are not meant to play small, to stay small, or to stay stuck in your current environment. My name is Brittany Tibbetts, and I am so passionate about growth and expansion. I mean so passionate that I have teamed up with a group of powerhouse women, women of all different industries, who will share their steps, because there are no secrets, on what they did to break the barriers of their past environment so they could break the mold to happen to their potential and reach that next level. And we all want you to do the same. We're cheering for you. As women, we know that we propel further faster when we support each other. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and follow me on my Instagram at LPotential. Now let's pivot from our doubt and into our power by curating the lives of our dreams. You know you are meant for so much more. And your time is now. What? Like it's hard? Welcome back to another episode here on the El Potential Podcast. I hope that all of you had an amazing holiday yesterday, an amazing Thanksgiving. I have to be transparent as I sit here today and I record. The holiday hasn't happened yet, so it's weird for me to say that. But as I publish this episode, it will have already happened. It will be Friday. And I am so excited. I love the holiday season. There's always that added stress or pressure, though, to be everything and to do everything for everyone. And if you haven't given last week's episode a listen, it's a very easy listen, about 10 to 15 minutes. You need to go listen to it. I talk about what I ditched and what I started to prioritize in order to fully experience and be present in during the holiday season. So go give that a listen if you haven't already. Last night, I went to Pilates, and I was sitting there during my Pilates class thinking about how grateful I felt to go to Pilates the night before Thanksgiving and really enjoying the experience and not allowing the stress or the upcoming stress to rob me from that experience. And I'm like, I I really value being in the moment. There's so much power to that. But anyways, let's shift gears because I want to get into today's episode. And it is definitely an interesting one. If you are a woman listening, you may be able to relate to this. I know that this is something that I've experienced my whole life. And that is pushing past the gender biases where embracing femininity has been seen as being a sign of weakness and has been seen as something that can't be taken seriously in society. It's a big frustration. I personally experience this all the time. And breaking past the harsh judgment of being too feminine, it's almost like you have to prove yourself as being competent in the world to be taken seriously. As you listen to this, you probably are associating it with some type of visualization. And for me, it's a movie, and that movie is Legally Blonde. And the story behind Elle Woods and her journey of being taken seriously throughout her experience in Harvard Law School. From an early age, women are taught that 
being girly is weak and embracing femininity is not a sign of strength. And there are so many different surface level statements that we'll get into that I am sure that you've heard of. But one of the things that has always been glamorized for young women is being the heroine tomboy, the tomboy who is someone who's strong, who's not like the other girls, because that is seen as being someone who is strong as opposed to the girly, pink, feminine, weak person or weak girl who usually can be depicted as the damsel in distress. So as a rebound, society has responded to this big boss babe movement, right? Where women want to be seen as a boss babe presence in the world filled with accomplishment, they're independent. And with that being said, we've leaned so far into that persona that we've drifted away from embracing femininity. And there's so much power with embracing femininity. And now there is this subtle conflict or subtle war, subtle battle between femininity and feminism. It's so important to note that what makes you feminine does not make you less competent. And how do we as a society break free from these gender biases? If you're a big Disney fan, then you probably are aware that Disney rewrote a few of their storylines to shift away and to embrace a new perspective or a new storyline for women because Disney has so much influence and power in shaping the minds of children. I haven't seen any of their updated movies, so I can't tell you if I agree with how they are now reflecting women in their storylines, but I do think that it's interesting how we are fighting so hard in society to shift away from viewing women as being damsels in distress But then in the other regard, there is this subtle battle between feminism and femininity. It's almost like we've gotten lost in the battle where we're fighting so hard to be taken seriously, to not be seen as being weak. But then all of a sudden we lose our feminine side and all of the beautiful aspects of being feminine. And that's something that we shouldn't take for granted. We should be embracing our femininity and learning how to exist in a world where we're not having to hide against that or fight against that. So let's talk about femininity. Femininity encompasses a broad spectrum of qualities, traits, and behaviors that are traditionally associated or that are attributed towards women. And these traits may include being more nurturing, being more gentle, being more empathetic, meaning that we are usually seen as being more sensitive to others' emotions, having compassion, leading with intuition, having a keen sense of emotional intelligence. We are seen as being more soft or gentle as opposed to those that are masculine. So consequently, cultural biases are consistently underrating women and overrating men. Interestingly enough, there was a self-study that was done between both men and women, and it was a self-assessment study, and it showed that men evaluated themselves as being two points higher in competency or in reality, meaning that they had a higher score of self-confidence or self-belief in what they were capable of, where women, when they evaluated themselves, they found that they were scoring themselves two points lower than reality, lower than their capability level. And that's not good. It just goes to show you how our environments have power in shaping our mindsets and how we end up showing up in the world. And on that note of how we show up in the world as women, there's so much confusion surrounding this. And I want to share with you some statements, and maybe I should forewarn you and call them trigger statements that I know you have heard of. And I'm not trying to play into this victimized mindset, but culturally, we are 
creating a world where women are having to show up on the defense, more guarded. And that's something that is not true to our feminine nature. Okay, so let's get into some of these gender bias phrases that we hear far too often. So the first one is, you're too emotional. This statement undermines and devalues women's opinions or reactions because it's attributing them solely to their emotions rather than validating their perspective. So we become more guarded in having an opinion because we're afraid that we won't be taken seriously because we are going to be seen as being too reactive or too emotional. And then there is the stigmatism where women should be smiling more because there is the stigmatism that women should be friendly, joyful, cheerful at all times in order to be seen as being approachable. And then there is the challenge of being too assertive because if you are presenting yourself as being assertive, it might be taken as being too aggressive or you may be seen as being too bossy. And then the last one that I want to share with you is the statement about how, hey, you are just overreacting right now to this situation, which that to me is more of a triggering statement, suggesting that you're overreacting about your experience and it's trivial. These statements are microaggressions where they make it an unwelcoming environment for women. And I mentioned previously about how women are showing up on the defense, and that's not part of our natural feminine nature. And that could explain why the yin and the yang of society are not balanced. And if you're wondering, let's just break down yin and yang. So yin is the feminine side, yang is the masculine side. And when something is off balance, you feel that. And so there is this off balance push towards femininity. It leads to competition over collaboration, control over connection, individualism over community. I keep talking about how society is pushing women towards being more in their masculine, diverting them away from their feminine side and embracing it. So there's an off balance. And how do you know if you are too much in your masculine energy? So I want to share with you a few signs of this. So the first one is, do you dismiss your emotions and intuition when making decisions? Do you struggle with vulnerability and find it hard to share your feelings? Do you have the need for control? A component of femininity is being able to surrender and let go, let it flow. And if you are in a controlled state, then you are resisting this. Another thing is being in a state of existence, just a state of being. And are you enjoying each moment fully and wholly? Or are you robbing yourself from enjoyment and from experiences because you are judging yourself too harshly? As women, we put so much pressure on ourselves and we force ourselves into overdrive. And what's interesting is we think that the world doesn't want us to express our feminine nature. There actually was a recent Harvard Business Review study that was done. It revealed that typically feminine traits are overwhelmingly desired over masculine ones in an ideal leader. This was a global study that included 64,000 participants, and they classified 125 different human characteristics. And within the study, they found that of the 10 most important traits of an ideal modern leader, eight of them were deemed as being feminine. I think this is an interesting point to end the episode on. And if you've been struggling with balancing your femininity against your masculinity, I just want to share with you that there is so much power from embracing and showing up in the world and your full feminine and how it's not a negative thing. You shouldn't feel shameful about it. I personally am working hard in trying to embrace that and allowing my nurturing side to lead the way as opposed to being in the state of overdrive where it just doesn't always feel natural to me. At the end of the day, your value, your worth is determined by you and you don't need to prove yourself to this world to anyone else but yourself. 
I feel the most liberating thing that you can do is to embrace and express yourself how you want to and stop letting or caring what others may think of you or how they may interpret you to influence how you're showing up in the world. So if I leave you with anything today, it's that I hope that you feel more empowered to show up more confidently and more in your power where you believe in yourself full-heartedly. Anyways, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your weekend and I will talk with you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast like I am and love meeting different powerhouse women of all different industries, leave a review, share each episode with your friends. It only helps put us on the map. We know that as women, we propel further faster when we collaborate. And you have this voice inside of you that has been telling you that you're meant for so much more. You know it. I know it. Your time is now. What? Like it's hard? 